Oh, sorry, working on my Rubik's Cube. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Kidman Talk, where I talk Kidman. This is episode 125. Can you believe it? And uh, today's sponsored by my brand new life, an awesome follow-up booklet written by a Kidology member that's available on the website. I'll tell you about that a little bit later. I am fresh back from the Children's Pastors Conference. It was amazing. This week later on, I'm headed out to California. Going to finally hit that Star Wars Rise of the Empire, whatever it's called, Resistance First Order. I don't know. I'll find out. And speaking at SoCal Assembly of God Conference on Saturday. And then I'm back and I'm right off of getting to preach in big church. So I'm excited to share with you some things today on the podcast. So sit back, relax, whatever you're doing, driving in your office, wherever, because it's time to talk Kidman. Hey, I love when I get to go to a conference. I am always so encouraged by how many people come up to me and and just express how much they enjoy the podcast. And I know I'll go seasons uh, where I'm busy doing other stuff and, and don't do the podcast as often as I should. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to get back. And on Monday, I'm going to do another one. And who knows, maybe I'll make a habit of this and do it every Monday. I was thinking Mondays might be good because it's right after Sunday. I can talk about what happened last week and what's coming up ahead. Uh, but so many cool things going on. Hey, if you've never been to the Children's Pastors Conference, I encourage you to check it out. Um, you just go to childrenspastorsconference.com. Um, it's under some new leadership the last few years, and uh, it is, it's got a totally different feel to it. I don't know how to describe it to you, um, but it's really good and uh, really is ministering to people. And, um, and a lot of times those in children's ministry, you know, we don't get to go to big church very often. And so we can be kind of starving, you know, for some good worship and some good encouragement and pouring into our soul. You know, one of my friends, Aaron Grenade, he posted in the Kidology Facebook group that he went to the Children's Pastors Conference, you know, thinking it would improve his ministry and instead it improved him. I thought that was that was a pretty good quote. And he left with some real practical things that he knows he needs to focus on or whatever. Aaron, I hope you don't mind that I, I shared your quote. You did post it in the in the Facebook group, and that was really awesome. That was my 52nd CPC. I think I still hold the record for the most consecutive CPCs. The key is consecutive. You know, I started in 1994, haven't missed a single one. I've been in blizzards. I've been through food poisoning. I've been through like all kinds of crazy uh, CPC stories. Two years ago, they honored me by interviewing me on the stage. I got to tell a few of those stories, um, but I just love the conference. And there's so many other great conferences out there too. The point is, make sure you go, you pick one, and um, you get equipped and encouraged. But you know, my favorite thing is not just you know the worship and the the teaching and the instructors and the training, um, but just the networking, getting to fellowship. Um, you might have saw on my Facebook page a little. Um, uh, animated GIF I did of a bunch of this, just the friends. I love to take pictures and, and see um, who I can see there. And um, and I know, Joel Smith, I didn't get a picture with you and you're sore about that. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm plagued with guilt that I didn't get a picture with you, but I did enjoy getting to hang out with you and, and uh, enjoy a meal with you. But um, it was fantastic. So I got back and got back late on Saturday. And uh, no, sorry, my boss got back on Saturday night. I cut out a little early because I had uh, to get ready for Sunday and a couple other things. And then Sunday morning, um, I got to be in big church. And the reason I mentioned my pastor getting in, he got in at like 8 p.m. from his vacation. 
And so we met at church and worked on our message. Now we had planned it and, you know, scoped it out, but we didn't have a chance all week to just kind of talk through it because we did a dialogue and it was really really awesome. And uh, once I get the video, the, the the AV team, they're working on it. I will post it online. I'll probably feature it in a newsletter. So just be watching the Kidology Facebook group and my page or whatever. Make sure you're connected to both. But I'll give you a couple of the highlights. I love that he did an interview because he talked about how the children's ministry and, and, and youth as well um, is not childcare. I, I wanted to give him a standing ovation right there from the stage. And he talked about how we, uh, kids and youth, is front and center in our church. It's not something that we do over on the side. And it's so important, um, and it was so affirming and so encouraging to have the lead pastor say that, because everyone expects the kids' pastor to say that. Um, and so to have that from the leadership um, was so powerful. So we did it kind of as an interview. He asked me leading questions um, that I helped prepare and that we kind of did as a team. Um, but they helped me to be able to be answering a question as opposed to just getting up there and saying, but he set it up. Um, he said, I asked Carl to share six things that he wishes he could say to the to, to, to the church and to the parents. So he got him a little nervous, but uh, I, I didn't beat him up too bad. Um, but the first question he just asked, you know, was, you know, what, what, starting out, what's my advice? And I just talked about how discipleship of kids is not something that parents ought to do. And I kind of waited for a little response there. I said, uh, it, it is something you're already doing. And so we talked about, you know, what a kid believes about church and the Bible and God and prayer that is not taught, that is caught. It's not what we say, it's what we do. And um, and so that that was the, the first point. Then, then we talked about, you know, our media-saturated culture and all the influences that are just bombarding our kids, us too, but but especially our children. And, um, and so the second point I made was that the greatest influence in a child's life is still their parents. And uh, stealing a little bit from D6, I talked about how we have one hour a week Parents have about 168 hours, so we are one 168th of a child's life. I told a story about a, a young boy that I was discipling years ago. He was a teenager, and one of the things we were working on was he was struggling with smoking, you know, and so I was trying to help him accountable so he could defeat that habit and treat the temple of the Holy Spirit, his body, you know, better. And um, he'd kind of do well, and then he'd have a, you know, he'd slip up. and and uh, But one of his peers told me that, he said, well, Carl, his dad buys him the cigarettes. And so I went to his dad and I said, hey, I quit. I will not meet with your son. I will not disciple him. And he was like appalled. And I said, if you think that my hour with him a week is going to have a bigger influence than you in the home, you're kidding yourself. We've got to be on the same page. I've got to be reinforcing what you're saying and doing in the home. And the dad got it. Um, I was a little blunt, um, but he committed to not buying his son cigarettes and not condoning it and uh, and working with me. And of course, I continued to disciple him. Next, and, and I'm going to post the whole sermon. I'm just giving you the highlights. Next, um, uh, my pastor, Caleb, he talked about how fun the kids ministry is. And he said, last week you were dressed like a cowboy. And so I explained why I was dressed like a cowboy and, and how fun is not the goal. Fun is what gets kids to want to come to church, gets them to, you know, to come back when they're guests, engages them in the lesson, makes the lesson memorable, drives the lesson home, but it's not the goal. And so I, I, I liked saying, I am dead serious about fun because it's fun for a reason. And um, you you all know this quote from George Barnum, more often than not, what a person decides about truth, sin, forgiveness, and eternal consequences during their preteen years 
is the same perspective they're going to carry with them to the grave and beyond wherever that may take him. If you have not picked up and read George Barna's book, Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions, you got to pick that up. It is a staple of children's ministry. You know, we've known for years that most Christians come to faith as a kid. I mean, you've probably done it where you've asked for a raise of hands. How many of you accepted Christ as a kid? And over half the hands go up. But Barna finally um, established that through some more scientific research to, to validate what we knew instinctively. But when you're talking to senior pastors, you need that you need that more than just uh, coincident, not coincidental, incidental, you know, hand raising. Um, and then uh, I loved, I told a story about a dad who came to me and in a previous ministry, and he was, um, I knew he was upset about something. And he said, Carl, quite frankly, I don't bring my girls to church to watch puppets and play games. I want them to learn the word of God. And so I commended him for taking the spiritual leadership of his home seriously. That is awesome. But then I said, you know, why don't you just visit for a couple of weeks and uh, tell me what you think after observing. Well, he got it. He figured out that whatever Gus's problem was, the lesson was the resolution, that the games all had a point. You know all this. But my point in telling the story was that he got it so much. He said, hey, Carl, wouldn't it be cool if instead of you bringing your puppet out of a bag and then shoving him back in the bag, you had like a town. And some of you have seen the kids town from my church in Chicago. I had to leave it behind. It was amazing. Um, he, he wrote a check to pay for that whole kids town because he got it. And so it was so important. So then, then we went into the question four. He asked, how can parents help you, Carl? And so that I set him up, but I said, that's the backwards question. It's not how can you help me? It's how can the church help you? And I loved talking about this because so often we're always recruiting, right? So that gives the impression we need help. And I said, yeah, of course, we need people in the kids' ministry rooms, just like we need ushers and, and tech booth. I pointed back to them and people in the cafe. Of course, we need people to run the ministries. But I said, I actually do not have to recruit people who are gifted and called to kids' ministry. You know, I said, a lot of you are thinking, well, Carl, I, I'm not good with kids. I'm not a teacher. And I said, don't worry. I don't need to recruit those people. God provides those people. They, they come to me. They say, Carl, I like doing puppets. I like doing games. And I just plug them in. I said, I said what I want to see more of is parents um, becoming a part of their child's church experience. And so I just laid the challenge out there to serve one hour, one service, once a month as one of our parent partners so that your kids see you worshiping and they see you reading the Bible and they see you participating. Um, and then when they come home talking about Gus or a game or something, um, you, ha you under have a context to understand what they're describing and to ask more um, probing questions. And we went through some scriptures on each of these. I'm not going to give you the whole sermon right now. You'll be able to watch that later. Um, the fifth thing we talked about was um, how parents often don't feel equipped. Um, they don't feel, they, they want to wait till they get their act together. And I just said, the good news is kids don't want perfect parents. They've already figured out you're not perfect. They just want real parents. One thing I appreciate about my dad was that he would often share with us the books he was reading, the, a new discipline approach. He'd say, you know, Carl, I was trying this and it was not working. So now I'm trying this um, in my attempt to shape your character and help you become the man of God I want you to be. My favorite was when he was reading, um, which I think is still his favorite parenting book called The One Minute Scolding. It was based off The One Minute Manager. And the, the, the concept was clear expectations ahead of time. When a kid breaks the expectations, you merely restate 
the expectation and what they did wrong and what the consequence is. And it's called the one-minute scolding. Well, we start timing our dad. Oh, dad, you're up to three minutes. I thought you were reading that one-minute scolding book. And uh, the parents loved um, hearing that. And the last one wrap-up we did, um, which ooh, maybe I shouldn't tell you. No, I'm going to make you watch the video for the last one because it's really good and I don't want to crash through it. Um, but it's the final point that I had so many parents come up to me and say, that they, they were mind blown by that. How's that by a teaser? And they really appreciate that. But uh, I'm just thankful for my pastor and for his support. I realize not everyone gets that opportunity. I've been in ministries where I never got to preach or be in big church or whatever. Uh, but whatever opportunities God gives you to talk to parents, our job is to challenge them. It's to equip them. It's to resource them. And there's a little bit in kids ministry today, a little bit of a I think a blaming of parents, you know, Deuteronomy 6 has become our, our buzz phrase, right? Hey, it's the parent's job. Well, it is the parent's job, but it's also our job. It's, it's a partnership. You know, in the Old Testament, parents took their kids to the tabernacle. They took their kids to the temple. Um, you know, Samuel got dropped off at the temple. So we don't, we need to not, we need to be careful. We're not beating parents up, but we're putting wind in their sable sails and we're challenging them. That was the workshop that I did at CPC to a huge packed room. It was so much energy in there. It was so exciting. And uh, we talked about including the family in your children's ministry. And I gave some real practical ideas. Um, I went through the acronym that we need to care for our parents. We need to challenge them. We do need to educate them and let them know what their role is. But then we need to provide activities that are opportunities for the family, you know, to play together and to learn together. And then the R was providing resources like the table talkers or keys for kids or, you know, just things that can help them be a better parent. And then the E was encouragement. You know, our job is to give courage. That's what encouragement is, to compliment our parents. And I, I let out a little secret. Every parent thinks they're failing. Every parent feels that they could be doing a better job. And that goes from the kid's pastor dad to the lead pastor dad to you. I know none of us are perfect parents. And so we need to be encouraging others in their children's ministry. So I am going to link in the show notes. Um, the, in fact, I'll probably make the redirect kidology.org forward slash six things. Um, so you can look that up if you're listening to this um, on the audio version, but it's fantastic. I want to tell you about this My Brand New Life little book. This is, was written by a children's pastor for her own church, and her pastor loved it so much. He said, Let, let's really make it nice, and once they made it nice, they're like, we ought to make it available um, to others. But it, it's, a, it's a fun little book. It goes through... Um, you know, what does it mean to be saved? What is sin? Can I still go to heaven even though I sin? It walks through uh, the whole gospel. It's got some fun illustrations in it. Um, there's actually a prayer they can pray if they haven't done that yet. Um, I love that there is a note to parents because a lot of times we're ministering to the parents. And there's even some coloring pages in the back uh, to make it fun for the kids. So I would encourage you to check this out. Go to My Brand New Life. It's just kidology.org forward slash My Brand New Life. We sell them in packs of 25. Pick these up. Have them on hand. And uh, I put a little packet together that has not only the book, but a letter to parents and uh, some other little things that I like to give um, to the kids. There's a baptism packet on Kidology. You can search for that, or I'll link that in the show notes, but it's a lot of fun. Hey, as we wrap it up, I want to encourage you to check out kidology.org forward slash 
masterclass. I'm in the middle of the first one at the at this time. It's closed. I keep those to a small group. We're going through thriving in ministry. I'll offer that again in the future. Um, the next one is going to be being a proactive leader. And again, I'm going to limit it to a small group of people. So be watching for when that goes live because kids ministry so often we're reacting, 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 and just trying to get this Sunday ready. And we've got to get out of that cycle so that we are actually proactively leading the ministry, anticipating the needs, and so that we're we're construction workers building a ministry, not firemen and firewomen, you know, putting out um, fires all the time. And lastly, guys, guys, this is guys only. Ladies, don't listen, all right? Uh, plug your ears, all right? Um, I want to challenge you. We're talking about thriving in ministry to join me in Yosemite. All right. It is the end of May into the first week of June. YosemiteSummit.org. This will be the 13th year that I do this summit. I take five guys with me and it is a complete unplugging from ministry to refresh, to renew, to recharge, to rejoice. Um, I lay out a little secret. I fire the guys on the first day of the trip. We don't tell your bosses, of course. Uh, but I say, you're not a kid's pastor this week. You're not a leader this week. You're a child of God. If you're married, you're a dad, husband. And if you got kids, you're a dad. And those are the, all we focus on for a week. And I got to tell you, it is transformative. There's no schedule. Um, some guys will ask, well, what, what time's the hike start? I'm like, when we get to the trailhead. And they might ask at the beginning of the week, oh, what time's dinner? When we get back to the lodge. And by the way, we stay at a really nice lodge. Um, this is not camping. I had one guy tell me, for years, he didn't go because he thought we were camping. <laughs> we stay in a really nice lodge right in the heart of Yosemite. There's a teeny little area with some um, lodges that families own and rent out. We cook really good meals every night. There's usually one guy that God provides who's like the chef of the week and uh, and helps with the food. Um, but it's a complete week of unplugging. I even challenge the guys to not pray about their ministry for a week to pray only relationally with God and to pray for their wife and to pray for their kids and and to become the man that God wants them to be. And it is, I just don't even know how to describe it. In fact, I have wives of the guys who went call me and say, what'd you do with my husband? Did he fall off a cliff and you replaced him with somebody else? Because the, the guys who go home, and I shouldn't make cliff jokes. I make you nervous. It's totally safe, all right? Um, but um, it's that transformative that their their family notice the difference in them. And it wears off. I've had I have I've had wives uh arrange to pay for their husbands to go again because they say it wore off. So they secretly, you know, send in the registration and for their birthday or anniversary say, hey, you're going on that summit again because it wore off um from last time. So um check out uh Debbie Rhodes, uh, my brand new life book, Yosemite Summit.org and make sure we're connected. Make sure on Instagram and Facebook and all that, I'll put it in the the show notes. I love to connect with you. Um, I've considered such a joy and a privilege to get to equip and encourage you in your ministry. As you can see, I'm a full-time pastor. Uh, I'm doing this myself. And so it's iron sharpening iron. And um, so I'm so proud of you and impressed with all that you're doing to reach and teach kids for Jesus. So let's just keep at it. And that's my cue to start the closing music. So thanks for joining me here on the 125th episode of Kid Min Talk. If you've got a topic that you'd love for me to address on the show, please feel free to email me, carl at kidology.org. 
and I will bring that up in a future episode. I've already got one from one gal who emailed me, but I want to do it with an interview, so that's coming. <laughs>